Welcome to our Mindfulness Podcast. Each week we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. We will begin with sitting meditation. Find yourself a comfortable place to sit either in a chair or on the floor. On the floor, you may prefer to sit on a cushion with your legs crossed or folded beneath you. On a chair, sit without leaning back with your feet planted evenly and comfortably on the floor. Sit comfortably erect with shoulders back and your spine straight. Rock back and forth and then side to side to find your center. Your head should also be straight with your eyelids lowered but not closed. Focus on a point a few feet in front of you. Your face should be relaxed as you breathe quietly. Hands can be placed in several positions. In the classic mode, rest your left hand in your right hand with thumbs touching and comfortably laid against your abdomen. Or you can touch thumbs and forefingers together and rest them on your thighs with palms up. Another option may be to fold your hands on top of each other on your lap. The key is to find a position that is comfortable and that can be maintained in stillness during the meditation session. While sitting, try focusing on your breath, counting them to 10. Breathe in, one. Breathe out, two. Breathe in, three and so forth. You may find distractions such as the sounds around you or your own thoughts. If that happens, observe them, acknowledge them, and then let them go. Begin counting your breaths again from one. We will begin and end each session at the sound of a bell. At the end of this first session, you will be asked to place your hands together in gasho and bow. Gasho means putting your hands together and bowing in an expression of gratitude. You may choose to intone the words Namo Amidabutsu as you gasho. We will begin our first seated meditation session at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts. Take a moment to stretch your legs, and we will have standing meditation. The feet should be about shoulder width apart, with the knees bent slightly. Upper body position is the same. Back straight and centered, shoulders relaxed, eyes half open. Standing in this way is a reminder that we can extend this way of being to our life when we're not engaged in meditation per se. We might be having to wait for someone to arrive or wishing some person would help us. They don't seem to be interested in our problem. Instead of becoming upset and agitated, we can have a moment of standing meditation.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 We will begin our second seated meditation. Please be seated. You can resume your former position. Again, back straight, eyes lowered, hands resting comfortably in your lap, legs crossed or sitting in a chair. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz. We will begin sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us, we're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose. And that's why each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles represent bells for the chant leader to ring. So we always begin a sutra chant with two bells. Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing from one section to another. And then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters, and each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character, and it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor. So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U, and they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then you'll see italicized lines. Those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlined character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character. Uh, this is a form of meditation uh, rather than silent meditation. We're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it without realizing it. Today, we will be chanting the T. Sarana on page 31. The full title is the Vandana T. Sarana. It comes in two parts. The Vandana part is the first two lines, and the T. Sarana is the second three lines. Today we'll be doing those latter three lines. And the way we chant this, it says leader first and then all second. So the leader chants the first line and then we do it together, kind of a call and answer. And then the second line solo and then all together. And then the third line solo and then all together. This is a common chant performed throughout the Buddhist world. We are chanting in ancient Pali. So there's many different languages in Buddhism. Pali, Sanskrit, Chinese, Japanese, Tibetan, this is in the Pali. And what we are doing here is we're taking refuge or guidance from the three treasures, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha in that order. And this has been seen as a way of becoming part of the Sangha, publicly declaring that you will be part of these three important groups, Buddha as teacher or ultimate reality, Dharma as the teachings themselves, and Sangha as the community of practitioners. Buddhism is a team sport. 
it's not a individual sport. And so each one of these three are like a leg, each holding up a table. You need three legs at least to hold up a table. So if any one of these three aspects of Buddhism is missing or de-emphasized, the table is unstable, our practice becomes unstable. Nam Saranam Gachami Oh, 
please join me in Gasho. Namandouts, 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 namandouts. Today I'd like to share a Dharma message. And this is a true story that I once heard from my professor that I studied under in Japan. His name was Professor Takamaro Shigaraki. In one of his lectures once, he, he shared this following true story. And I find this true story as a way of illustrating to me the, the value and significance of meditation in our, in our everyday life. So once in Japan, many, many years ago, the emperor asked two of the finest artists in the country to do a piece of artwork in a special room at his palace. And so to one wall, he assigned one artist and asked the artist to do something on that wall. And to the adjoining wall, he asked the second artist that was going to be his wall to create some kind of artwork. He told them they had several months to work on it, and after a certain allotted period of time, several months or so, they would unveil the, the artwork of this uh, special room. So the emperor left the two artists to begin their work. The first artist right away thought for a little bit, then this artist began to sketch on the wall as sort of a mural, a nature scene of mountains and rivers and trees and the artist began to sketch this mural. The second artist just sat and reflected. A few days went by and the first artist is doing the sketch now starting to paint a beautiful nature scene on his assigned wall. The second artist begins to sand the wall that he has been assigned. Sanding, sanding, sanding. Weeks go by. The first artist is really on schedule, about a third of the way completed, painting a beautiful nature scene. Second artist still hasn't started. He, he's still sanding, just sanding and sanding and sanding his wall. More time passes, more weeks pass, several months. They're getting closer to the designated time when they were supposed to be completed. Other people are wondering, when is the second artist going to start? He's still sanding. You can't disappoint the emperor. In those days, it meant, you know, you, <laughs> your life would be taken if you disappointed the emperor. So, horrors if the second artist didn't complete his artwork in time. The first artist, right on schedule, just a little bit more to go to complete this beautiful nature scene on his wall. Second artist, still sanding, still sanding. Finally, the day came when they were to reveal this artwork to the emperor. The first artist completed his beautiful nature scene. Second artist had only sanded the wall. What is the emperor going to say, they thought. But when they brought the emperor, and it was to be shown to him a certain time of the day, when they opened the doors to this room, 
the light that came into this room, the beautiful mural on the first wall was reflected onto the second wall. Everyone was aghast. Their breath was taken away by this, this beauty of the two walls together. One the painting, the other wall, the reflection. The second artist, everyone thought he hadn't even started, but that was his artwork, to sand the wall, to reflect the beautiful artwork of the first wall. I, I love this story. I think it's a most beautiful story. And to me, the blank wall represents the meaning of meditation in our, in our everyday life. When we're sitting in meditation, we're sitting, in a sense, doing absolutely nothing. But it has such meaning and significance in light of all the activity of our life. Our life from morning till night, busy, 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 one thing after the other, get up, have breakfast, rush off to work, work hard all day long, fight the traffic coming home, prepare a quick dinner, maybe watch a little bit of TV, and then you go to bed, and you have to start the whole day over again. Nothing but activity, activity, activity. Meditation, even a few minutes, gives us some quiet time, some space, some silence. And it's like that blank wall. Now, a sense of beauty comes out in our life. Now, something Insight, appreciation, meaning comes forth from our little bit of quiet sitting. And we open our hearts and minds to receiving the teachings, to receiving truth in our everyday life. That is the role that meditation has to me in my own everyday life. Something like the, the beautiful blank wall of the second artist that reflects the beauty of the artist who created the beautiful mural on the first wall. Put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Naman Davids, Naman Davids, Naman Davids, Naman Davids, Naman Davids, Naman Davids. This concludes our podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and gained something from this segment. Please join us again. And thank you. For access to all the monthly minister messages, please visit the Orange County Buddhist Church website at ocbuddhist.org. And at the bottom of the homepage, you will see all the minister's messages sorted by date for you to read and think about and comment on. I hope to see you there. Happy reading. Today's program was presented by Reverend Marvin Harada, Reverend John Turner, Reverend Ellen Crane, and Minister's Assistant James Pollard. Executive Producers Reverend Marvin Harada and Jim Scott. Produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. Directed and engineered by Reverend John Turner. Edited by Jim Scott. 
This program includes excerpts from Time Stood Still by Riley Lee, used with permission. This program is copyright 2020, Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved. We hope you'll join us for future podcasts, or please check out our Buddhist online program at everydaybuddhist.org. Our website is ocbuddhist.org. There are Dharma messages that you can read on the website, and the online program has a number of Buddhist education courses from introductory level to the study of Buddhist texts. If you've never attended one of our meditation services, we are located at 909 Southdale Avenue in Anaheim. Thank you for joining us today.